You're listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church, also found on YouTube under New Living Way Church Downey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Living Way Church. We're just blessed to have you here with us today, this morning. Good morning. God is good. You know, God is in control. And, uh, you know, we're just uh, just thankful to know the Lord this morning. Amen. So thank you for joining us for this morning's prayer this morning. Uh, we're in the book of Ezra this morning, chapter four, verse one through six. So I'm going to open up in a word of prayer this morning and uh, and then we'll con- we'll continue on in the word of the Lord this morning. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before your throne this day, Father God. We just thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done and will continue to do. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for there is no other like you, Lord, and nor will there ever be any like you, Father God. Father, we just ask you, Lord, this morning for your forgiveness of all of our sins. Father God, we ask you to forgive us, to cleanse us, to wash us, to renew us, to restore us to your love and righteousness, Father God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father. Father God, for Lord Jesus blessing us and guiding us and leading us and directing us, Father. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for being the sovereign one, Lord, for being the Lord of all, my God, for being the Lord high and lifted up, Lord God, for you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and you are the Alpha, you are the Omega, you are the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and there is no other like you, Father God. So, Father, this morning, we just thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we trust you this morning, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness this morning, my God. Father God, we thank you that your word says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles and they shall run and they shall run and not grow weary and they shall walk and not be faint, Father God. So Father, this morning we thank you that you are our strength, that you are our peace, that you are our comfort, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, as you lead and guide and direct us in the power of your Holy Spirit. And we just thank you, Father God, for there is no other like you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another beautiful day today, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you are the very source of life this morning, Heavenly Father. And Father God, we look to you my God. As Lord Jesus, we are more than conquerors to you, our Christ Jesus, who loves us, my God. We thank you that, Father God, that you are the strength, Father God, in our weaknesses, my God. We thank you that you have given your word that my grace is sufficient. We thank you for that grace this morning, Father God. For, Lord, my God, when we're weary, when we're heavy laden, when we're, Father God, overwhelmed, when we're tired, Lord God, when, Father God, Lord, our body's not acting right, Lord, our minds are not acting right. Our hearts are not acting right, Father God. Father God, when there just seems that, Father God, there's just so many things, my God, trying to keep us and really are keeping us, Father God, from staying focused on you, my God. Father, we thank you that your grace is sufficient. And Heavenly Father, we thank you that your mercies are brand new every morning, my God. We thank you that your mercies endure forever, my God. And Lord, we thank you, my God, that this morning, Father God, it is you that keeps us, Father. So, Heavenly Father, we submit unto you this morning. We yield ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, and we just ask you, Lord, to have your way within us this morning, Father God. Father, we're here to seek you, Lord Jesus. We're here to seek you, my God, in your presence, my God. We're here to seek you, Father God, in your word, my God. We're here to seek you as we worship you and as we praise you and as we glorify you. We're here to seek you, my God, in all that we do, my God. Father God, in everything that we do, Lord, we do it for the glory unto you, my God, to bring you glory, my God. 
God. Because all the glory and all the praise and all the honor, my God, is all unto you, Lord God. For you are holy and you are righteous, O God. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that in that holiness, my God, you have made a way that we could be holy. And that is in you, our Lord Jesus Christ, this morning. Because, Lord, you are holy. You that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Father, your word says that if we confess our sins, you are faithful, you are just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us of all unrighteousness, my God. So thank you, Lord, this morning that, Father God, this is the day that our Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, we thank you that this is the day of salvation, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that your word says, restore to us the joy of your salvation, my God. So, Father God, no matter where we're at today, no matter, Lord Jesus, where people are at today, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that there is still a name above all names. There is power in the name of Jesus this morning, Father God, and we thank you for all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the healer. You are the deliverer. You are, Father God, the provider. You are peace. You are comfort. You are joy. You are strength, my God. You are all that we need, my God. And Father, this morning in the name of Jesus, Lord, as your word is going forth, my God, not just in New Living Way Church, my God, but in the body of Christ, whether it be on in a church, Father, through the church, my God, Father, in a live stream, Father God, on the radio or a podcast, Father God, Father God, whether it be a message that had been recorded days ago, but Lord is coming forth this morning, my God, whether it be, Father God, someone talking to someone in the marketplace. Father, someone talking to someone at work, my God. Someone, my God, being that example today, but the gospel is going forth through this individual's life and being ministered to, Father God, and ministering to others around them today, Father God. We thank you, Lord, because we know that your word is living and active, Lord, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating to dividing soul and spirit, joy and marrow, judging the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart for nothing in all creation is hidden from your sight but everything is open and laid bare before him to whom we must give account to this morning father we thank you this morning lord god that lord your word is alive your word is faithful your word is true the word of god says that the word became flesh Lord Jesus, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word of God, and the Word was God. For you were with God in the beginning, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning, Lord God. We thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. Father, we just ask you this morning, Lord God, as we are here today, Lord, seeking you, looking to you, help us to believe your Word. Help us to take you at your word. Help us to stand on your word. Help us, Lord Jesus, Father God, and bring your scripture, your word to understanding within our minds and in our hearts, Lord God. Help us to remember, Father God, your promise and your provision, Lord, in your word, my God. That, Father God, no matter what distractions, no matter what fears, no matter what may come against my God, that, Father God, we will know, Lord, that according to your word, 
Lord, all things are possible, Father God. And that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, by your Spirit, Lord God, we would continue to press through and trust in you, Lord God, and continuing to live for you and in you, my God. And that, Father God, we would settle in our hearts, my God, that, Lord, we're going to continue, Lord, to follow you, Lord Jesus, and to do what you have called us to do. So, Father, this morning, Lord, we thank you. We ask you this morning, Lord, that you would lift up those heavy hearts, those anxious hearts, that you would wake up, Lord God, those hearts that have been distracted, those hearts, my God, Lord Jesus, that have been weighed down, my God, those hearts, my God, that, Father God, have allowed fear to creep in, Lord God. And, Father God, have caused those to walk away or turn away, Father God, or try to ignore the realities and the truths, Father God. But even in that, Lord, losing focus, that, Lord, your truth is greater, my God. So, Father, this morning, we're here to seek you this morning, Lord. Teach us by your Spirit, Lord. Teach us and instruct us, Father, what to be aware of, my God. Teach us and instruct us by your Spirit, my God, that we may recognize, Father God, and allow you, Lord Jesus, Father God, to do the work to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, Father God, in your wisdom and in your truth, Father God. Father, we just thank you this morning. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor, Father God. Lord, we know it's early in the morning. It's not that early, but Lord, Father God, Lord, we thank you as you teach us this morning, Lord. And Lord, we come to you, our teacher. And Father, we thank you, Lord, as you lead us and guide us by your spirit, Lord. Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, as you have teaching me and are continuing to teach me, Holy Spirit, that you would bring forth your word, my God. Father, the way that you have purposed it, Lord. So, Father, we thank you this morning as we yield ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, as we submit ourselves to you, Lord Jesus. And as your word says, resist the devil and he shall flee. Lord, that's what we're here doing this morning, Father. We're just submitting ourselves unto you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, hallelujah this morning. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this morning. I know it's a little bit warmer this morning. It's, uh, it's heating up, so, you know, but thank the Lord. You know what? We have our seasons, and we're able to enjoy the seasons. And though, you know, I'm not a big fan of the heat, but I still thank God for it. Amen. And I thank God that we're able to, to come together this morning, that we're able to praise him this morning, that we're just able to glorify him this morning. Amen. And just continue to thank him, not based on how I feel or based on sometimes that heat, but I could just thank him because he is always good this morning. Amen. So we're going to be in the book of Ezra this, this morning on uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 6. And we have been going to the book of Ezra talking about the restoration and the, the rebuilding of the temple. And the temple representing the presence of God. And how many of us know that we could really relate to what is going on in the book of Ezra today as, well, they were placed in captivity. They were placed in, in different places, you know, and, and this was all because of rebellion and it was all because of what God needed to do to discipline them, to draw them back to him. But no matter what, through it all, what I want us to be encouraged through is, is we may not understand everything that is going on today. But one of the things that I always see in the word of God is, is that many times God will give a word, 
But always know with that word is always a promise. And sometimes we misinterpret the promise or we misinterpret certain things, sometimes for our own benefit or sometimes because it's so hard that we lose focus and we missed the reason why we were going to go through what we're going to go through or face what we're going to face. As the Bible says, you will have trials and tribulations. And many times we focus on that because we're living in the trials and tribulations. But he also says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's that promise. So that is a blessing in that. Amen. So this is part of that promise. He was allowing them to come back into the land to rebuild the temple. And in that, you see the people stirred up. You see them coming back. You see the ones that did come back excited. But yet at the same time, they were aware. They came back. They didn't come back to a place that was beautiful and luxurious. It wasn't like the Israelites coming into the promised land. And, and wow, it's so beautiful. Though they had a fight, but there was so much beauty. They were coming to a land of ruins. They were coming to a land that had been destroyed. They were coming to a land that not only were they going to build, but there was going to have to be a cleanup. So it wasn't an easy place, but they had a willing heart. And God brought the right people to help with the rebuilding. Because to rebuild, that means there does have to be a cleanup. There has to be all those things taken out in order to now build. So you got to have those that are willing not only to come and build, but also willing to come and clean up. And how many of us love to have people in our lives that are willing to help you clean up? Not just in the physical, but even in, in your life. In certain situations and circumstances, they're just willing to come alongside you and help you clean up. Because they know there will be a re rebuilding process. We know that in our country, we're going to have a lot of cleaning up and a lot of rebuilding. But we know because God is in control that he'll give us the heart to do it. We just have to have the willingness to do it. But how many of us know that whenever we're going to focus to do something, and many of you know that the moment you say yes to God, it's like, man, all of a sudden you got this opposition. You got this opposition coming. And all of a sudden you just start to battle. And it's just like, I mean, we have the victory, but it does take a toll. But I want you to know that in anything you do, not just so much the things of God all the time. I mean, whatever we do, we should do unto the Lord. But you can relate it in every part of our lives, which has to do with God. Anybody who starts something, building a business, a relationship, um, starting a new job, starting to work out. I have a lot more time. I'm going to work out. <laughs> But all of a sudden, we get all this opposition. We get all these different things that start to come against. Well, in this portion of Scripture, we're going to learn this morning, and we're going to see some things, so therefore we could be taught, so we could see it, so we could recognize it. So we could recognize when there's things going on in our lives, where it's coming from, and the reason why. And it's not so we could stay there and... Fight against it. No, 
It's to trust the Lord and submit ourselves unto God and continue to acknowledge how great he is and be reminded of the promise. And yes, we will have our obstacles. We will have those times that right now, like right now we're in a season of just waiting. It's like, Lord, well, what's going on? <laughs> but doesn't mean that God is not working. It doesn't mean that God is not doing things in our lives and in this world and all around the universe. He is. But we're just in a season right now But are we going to keep that willing heart to continue to do what God has called us to do right where we're at today? Recognizing, Lord, I know this is only temporary. But it's not waiting till then. It's continuing to do it now. And if you've been battling and struggling, well, this is a good scripture because we'll have some acknowledgement and recognition to what could be going on in our lives and all around us. Maybe not in this exact way, but we could definitely relate it. Amen. So let's go to Ezra chapter four, verse one through six. It says, now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the returned exiles were building a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel, they approached the Rubabal and the heads of fathers' houses and said to them, let us build with you, for we worship your God as you do. And we have been sacrificing to him ever since the days of Esharhaddon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the rest of the heads of the fathers, houses in Israel said to them, You have nothing to do with us in building a house to our God, but we alone will build to the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build and bribed counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. And in the reign of Hasarus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. So, wow, imagine this. They're starting to build, they planned, they started to prepare, okay, this is what we're going to do. We talked about that last week, this is what our prayer was, that we would use wisdom. But in this place, now they're coming against, they're coming to against some opposition. And not that they were looking to go see what this opposition was, but they were going to have opposition. And think about it this way, okay? Assyria had taken out Israel. They had taken them captive before Judah. And now you have all these different people scattered throughout the land of Israel. Now think about it this way. They know the history of Israel. They've had battles with Israel. They were defeated by Israel. And they know that these people are a blessed people and that when they come, they don't go based off the law of the land. They go based following their God. 
And they know that this is a very dangerous nation. This is not a nation that is going to be willing to come into compromise with us. Now, don't get me wrong. Israel compromised very much. And it's not saying that they weren't supposed to follow the laws of the land in a sense, but as far as a way that went against God. So because of that, the Bible says, now when the adversaries of Judah, it calls them adversaries. And that word adversary is a foe, an enemy, an oppressor. So these were the adversaries of Judah. And now Judah's trying to return and do some rebuilding, but these adversaries are not happy about this. So let's look at these words, foe. One that contends with, with opposes, or resists an enemy or opponent, and that's referring to an adversary. So one who basically comes against. The other one is an enemy. One that is hostile toward another. How many of you ever had an enemy? Well, as a Christian, you're definitely going to have an enemy. But not even as a Christian, this world has an enemy. The devil. And it's not good to have an enemy because it's always... There's always tension. There's always opposition. Your enemy is meant to go against what you want to do. And not only go against it, but to stop it. And the other word is oppressor or press. To crush or burden by abuse of power or authority. To burden spiritually or mentally to weigh heavily upon. So this adversary, this is the responsibility of the adversary. This is what an adversary will do. And the adversary can come in any shape or any form. And this form of the adversary was a nation. Or not just a nation, but nations. And they were coming against, and it was, a, they're an enemy. They don't want them to do this. They don't like the fact that Israel is trying to rebuild. Because they know what could come to it. And with that, when an enemy keeps coming in, an adversary, it could weigh heavy upon me and you. It's like right now, today, one of our greatest enemies is this COVID. Not that we should fear the COVID. It's a reality and it's a truth, yes. But we know our God is greater. And that no matter what happens, we can trust him and know that he is in control and there is power in the name of Jesus. But what it does do is it hinders me and you from continuing to do what God has called us to do. Because what happens is it'll cloud our mind, it'll overwhelm our mind with the thoughts and as it says, a, a, a oppressor to burden spiritually or mentally to weigh heavily down. It starts to weigh you down. Not only because of the sickness, but because of everything else that comes with it. The fears, the anxieties, the restlessness, the, the wanting to get back to normalcy the way that we think we know it. 
And all of a sudden, it stops us or it wants to stop us. I'm not saying that that's what the you know COVID is, but we can relate because it is like that. Not being able to meet in the house of God. Not being able to go out with your family. Not being able to go to the beach or to different places. Not being able to travel. All these different things. And it could weigh heavy upon us. While these people were rebuilding, but they had some adversaries. And what the adversary is going to do is he's going to oppress. If he can continue to come strong enough over and over again, it'll weigh you down. And he's not going to come and say, you want to fight. <laughs> the adversary is going to use different tactics to distract, to confuse, to trick you. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 through 11. He says, be sober-minded, be watchful, and look at this. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brother brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Wow. So imagine this. The Bible says that we have an adversary, and he is the devil. And think about it this way. He will use any tactic he can to weigh me and you down, even to a point where you'll think that he's actually trying to help you, but what he's really doing is he's trying to cause you to compromise. Be careful today in these times. Be careful from compromise. I realize we as a people are in this together. We are. Not just as a Christian, but as a people. But whatever you do, don't allow the fact that we're all going this together, don't allow ourselves to fall into the same place as everyone else. Because we still know who our hope is in. We still know who heals today. We still know who delivers today. We still know whom salvation is in today. And that is in Jesus Christ. See, today we can be really tempted to start to compromise our beliefs, our morals, and the way that we live today. Remember that the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. 
But see, the difference in the righteousness of Christ is we know the truth. And we know the word of God. We know his promise and our responsibility is to continue to live in that promise. And living in that trust. And not only that, but to encourage others that there is hope today. That there is a God who is greater today. But the dangerous part is, is we can be very tempted today to compromise who our God is. He says here, now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the returned exiles were building a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel, they approached Zerubbabel and the heads of the father's houses and said to them, let us build with you, for we worship your God as you do, and we have been sacrificing to him ever since the days of Esarhaddon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the rest of the heads of fathers, houses in Israel said to them, You have nothing to do with us in building a house to our God, but we alone will build to the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Listen to this. It sounds like they want to help. It sounds like they want to be a help to them. Hey, let us come alongside you. Hey, let us build with you. But think about it this way. We get to read the Bible that says it's their adversary. That's not how they're coming out. This just shows me and you the motive. See, we don't always have a story on our lives that when somebody comes and says they want to help me and you, they want to come and help. That's why I always say that, you know, as, as we spoke about before, there's two ways of saying you want to help. I'm here to help, or how can I help you? I'm here to help. You already come with your motive. You already come with your place. You already come with, well, this is how I'm going to help you. The other one is, how can I help you? How can I help you? Where do you need help, and what do you need help with? And I'm here to serve you. See, we see there was a motive. It'd be nice if we had a page in our life that anytime somebody came and offered us something, or anytime somebody came, we could just go, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me go see. Oh, no, 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 that says here he's an adversary, she's an adversary. <laughs> That's just, we don't have that. But we do have the word of God. And the Bible says that we can learn from Israel. But see, Israel, Judah did know they had an adversary. They recognized these people are not here to help us. First of all, yeah, maybe they acknowledge our God, but they're acknowledging him with all these other gods. All they're going to do is add our God to their God. And if we give in to this, then all we're really doing is we're creating a universal religion that now our God is just tossing with every other God. And Judah knew they could not do that. Not only that, they knew they just want to do this because they have a motive to keep an eye out on us. Now imagine this, God gave them this wisdom, gave them this discernment. That's why it's so important, as we spoke about last time, about preparing. 
planning because you got to know everything else that will come with it. And I believe that they knew we're going to have opposition here. If you ever plan a trip, you ever plan to do something and don't ever think that, well, what if? You always have to be ready, not to say you'll know or you want it to happen, but you always have to plan for everything. And businesses, they already know and have a percentage of how much money they'll lose from those that steal. They have to calculate that into their money because it's something that's going to happen. Yes, they don't want it to happen, but it's a reality. It's going to happen. So therefore, they have to keep it at a certain percentage though. Losses, different things like that. Yes, plan, but also plan for different things that you may face to get there. But with that, you'll be ready. Not that you'll know what it is, but you'll be ready and you'll be will, ready to recognize by the Spirit of God, wait, there's just something not right about this. There's just something not right about this. And they didn't like that. It says, then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build and bribed counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even into the reign of Darius, king of Persia. And in the reign of Hasaurus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. So first they try to come and get them to compromise. Now they started to slander them. But what this did is it brought fear and discouragement. It brought fear and discouragement to the people of God. And I heard this yesterday in a teaching I was watching. It says, many times the obstacles blind blind us from the opportunity. That, that hit me. I was like, wow. Obstacles blind us from our opportunity. Don't let the obstacles that we go through today blind us from our opportunity in Christ today. See, because as we learned the other day, he is sovereign. He is the absolute rule and authority. And when you put your faith in him and your trust in him, he is your sovereign and my sovereign Lord today. And even for those today that don't know him yet, he is still sovereign because he is Lord of all. And today, our prayer this morning will be, Lord, help us to continue to do what you have called us to do. No matter the circumstance, no matter what is going on, but let our prayer this morning be, Help us to recognize, Lord, these things in our lives. Help us to recognize the, the, the plans of our adversary. Help us to recognize those things that maybe they look good. Maybe it seems okay. Maybe, you know, but really in reality what it's doing, it's oppressing me. It's oppressing us. It's distracting me and it's clouding my vision today. Lord, help us to see these things this morning. Our prayer this morning is, Lord, open up our hearts and our minds because we want to be without compromise and we want to be without fear and discouragement.
Because as the word of God says, he did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a power of love and of a sound mind. This is our prayer this morning. So I encourage you this morning that we would pray and that we would ask the Lord this morning to help us as a body of Christ. And to also help those today that don't quite know the Lord. And, you know, you know, you hear many times, you know, I even in my old days and stuff like that, they think it's a party in hell. They think it's he's my you know, he's he's my dog. He's you know, he's my friend. No, the devil's an enemy to everyone. Just many just don't know it. Because he's a liar, he's a father of lies. But thank God that we know the way, the truth, and the life, and that is Jesus. Because that truth opens up our hearts and our eyes to recognize I was a slave to sin. But now I've become a slave to righteousness. So let us be encouraged this morning. And let us pray for one another this morning, amen, that we will recognize and see these things that we can continue to do what God has called us to do without compromise and without fear and discouragement. Amen. Amen. We'll be back at 1045 and uh, God bless you guys. Well, good morning, everyone, and praise the Lord. Better is one day. Amen. Better is one day in your course and a thousand elsewhere. Amen. And though we're not able to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and though we're not able to come to church as we normally do, you know, one thing that we can be encouraged today is knowing there is still a greater place to be in one day. Amen. There is still a greater place, and that is to be in the presence of the Lord for all eternity. That there is more than just this life, but we know that there is an eternal life. And God is faithful to get us there. Amen. And we're just looking forward to that great day that we're able to come into the presence of the Lord and praise him day and night forever and for all eternity. Amen. So that is the joy. That is our hope this morning. And that is the hope of the world this morning. Amen. Because we know that we have that way. And that is through Jesus Christ this morning. Praise the Lord. So thank you, Lord Jesus, that yes, even though we're not able to be together today, but you know, well, let me encourage you. We are looking forward to that day to be able to come back in the house of the Lord and come and praise the Lord together, to come and glorify the Lord together. Amen. But I pray that you are praising the Lord right where you're at today. I pray that you're being encouraged today. I pray that you remember that we are the temples of the living God. Amen. And the presence of the Lord is there with you as the presence of the Lord is here with us today. Amen. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that worship this morning. And we're just able to praise and bless the Lord together. Amen. Well, we want to welcome you this morning to New Living Way Church, the live stream this morning. Uh, just while I have a couple of announcements this morning, uh, Wednesday night, we do have Wednesday night Bible study. We are in the book of Acts and uh, we'll be finishing out the, uh, the chapter of chapter four. I believe it's 32 through 37. And uh, the topic is seen and heard. That's the key word, seen and heard. Amen. So we're looking forward to that. This past week, we were able to learn about sovereign. Sovereign Lord, amen, the absolute rule, the absolute master, amen, the one who is in control of everything, and uh, we're just blessed in that teaching.
And, uh, you know, let me encourage you to go back and study it, go back and read it, because a lot of that teaching also ties into this week's teaching, because in order to understand the the teaching that we're going to be going into um, this this week, it's not seen and heard. I'm sorry. It's one one heart and soul. I believe it's it was on the announcements and I'll get that to you guys. But it's coming up this this Wednesday. But in order to understand what they did in this next teaching that we will be doing this Wednesday, we got to also recognize and know him as a sovereign Lord and see how this all just ties together to be able to have that heart. Amen. But it's just really about the body of Christ coming together. So I encourage you to study along with us, to read along with us and come and join us for, for Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. We do start about 710. Um, the live stream is usually up about seven o'clock. So you can, you know, get on there and chat, you know, say hello get your coffee, have a, a snack there with you or something, or even your dinner, amen, and uh, and they will come together and start, study the Word of God together. Uh, Friday nights, we do have our Friday night prayers, the study of God's Word and prayer. I just want to encourage you that um, this Friday we will not be coming together for prayer, but we've so called because we have been still coming to the church. Me and my wife will come together. We'll pray and uh, we'll go through the scriptures. We're still reading according to the scripture. This past week on Friday was First Corinthians chapter eleven, so we were able to pray through that. Let me encourage you. Uh, if you you know, I pray that you're coming and praying along with us. I pray that you're staying connected. I pray that you are part of what is being done here in New Living Way Church in the body of Christ. Because let me encourage you. We are not as those without a vision. There is a vision. And in that vision, the Lord has given us his word to give us clarity in that vision. So part of that vision is coming and joining, you know, being a part of the Bible studies, being a part of the prayer, being a part of the Sunday morning prayer, being a part of what God is doing. This is not this is part of the vision that the Lord has given us as a church. And let me encourage you through every teaching and, and prayer, all of these things, the Lord is speaking. The Lord is ministering. The Lord is giving direction and more clarity to that vision. And it's trusting his Holy Spirit to teach me and you. So let me encourage you to, to come along with us, especially if you have a hard time reading your Bible, especially if you don't know what to study or read. Well, then come along and study and read along with us, because believe me, even though we're not able to be here, we're not able to function the normal way that we normally do. But the word of God is not changed. The word of God is still going forth. The word of God and the vision that the Lord has given is still in place. And the word of God is continually active, amen, and is alive. So let me encourage you, if you're praying along with us, and I pray you are, send me over, uh, uh, text me and let me know what scripture you're in. You know, let me know what scripture you prayed according to. Someone did that on Friday night and I was really blessed by it. I was like, wow, amen. You know, it lets me know that, you know what, I'm, you know, either way, if it's just me and my wife or just me, I'm going to still pray according to the scripture because this is what God has called me to do. This is what he's told me to do. So I'm going to continue to do so. And I do so with the with the belief that, you know what, your word is alive, Lord. And how great and, and awesome it is when there's others also praying along that same amount, that same um scripture because then we're in one mind and one accord and even though we can't see each other or we're not in constant contact with each other but we're focused on the lord together through his word amen and it's that connection by the body of christ by his spirit so i encourage you and i pray that the lord has been ministering to you if uh, if you did pray along with us on friday and pray that you go back text me the scripture that you prayed according to just you know let me know that you're in there and, and you know what let's just encourage one another amen through that but again this is for all of us so we can continue to stay focused on the things of the lord and continue to do what god has called us to do amen remember you 
still have a purpose. There is still a plan for your life. You still have a responsibility. You still have a course of action, a course that God has predestined you for. So stay focused on the Lord. Stay continually keep your eyes on him and know that he that began a good work in you will see it to completion until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So just because I can't see you through the screen does not mean I'm still not going to challenge you. Amen. Because I want you to wake up. I want you to get up. I want you to keep your eyes focused on the Lord and don't give up. You keep going. You keep doing. You stay disciplined. Amen. You stay in your word. You stay connected to the Holy Spirit. You stay connected to God by his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And when you come back and when we come back, I pray that you come back and I come back with a heart of worship and a heart to continually want to serve the Lord. Amen. And continually to praise him and can to glorify him in all that we do. Amen. So. I still have a responsibility as a pastor, as your pastor, and uh, to continue to bring forth the word of God and truth. And believe me, the way that the Lord gives it to me to bring it to you is the way that the Lord speaks to me. Amen. And I got to get up. I got to I got to get shaken up and I got to get back in and stay according to how God has called me to do. Amen. So thank you for joining us this morning. Um, but. Even though we won't be meeting for prayer on or having the prayer this Friday, but we will be in the following week, and that will be in the uh, book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So if you'd like to start reading it now, and let me just encourage you, just, just read it. Allow the Holy Spirit to give, bring forth a verse for you, and then according to that verse, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, to guide you, and to, to help you through the prayer in that. And believe me, the Holy Spirit can teach you so much as he teaches me and as he's teaching us all. Amen. And what greater way but through his word. Amen. So it'll be 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, we'll, be go we'll be doing that for the next two weeks for the Friday night prayers. Um, Sunday morning, we do have prayer through God's word at 915 in the morning. So we encourage you to follow along with us the book of Ezra. We went to the book of Ezra this morning and uh, we're also still praying to the book of Ezra this coming uh, Sunday as well. And our Sunday services at 1045. Amen. Amen. So I don't know if you I, I believe you noticed, you know, we're able to get uh, we're able to get the lyrics up there now. We're able to get the scriptures up there now. So I just want to say thank you guys for helping out with that. And, uh, you know, I pray that you were encouraged. I know you guys were you know, enjoying it out there. And it's a little bit nicer to be able to see the lyrics up there and also the scriptures as well. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. Thank God for making a way in that and and uh, and helping us to be able to put that together. Amen. So. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But it does take work. So thank you guys for your prayers and and, and uh, continuing to to be a part, amen, to what, what the Lord is doing, amen. So thank you, Jesus, for that. So those are about the only announcements I have right now, um, you know, but as things do update and stuff like that. Oh, also, I do apologize, but for the rich kids, um, I will be putting up those those videos today and sending them out. Um, I got a little backed up yesterday, didn't get a chance to do that. You know, we usually do it on Saturdays, but they are for the Sundays. So those will be up later today and I'll get those out, those uh, those links out to you guys. Amen. So we're just looking forward to that and just grateful to the teachers that are putting those together and, and bringing forth the teachings through Numbers chapter 13. Amen. So you rich kids rooted in Christ, let me encourage you. Keep reading Numbers chapter 13. OK, keep reading that book. Keep stay in that book. Amen. You, you stay connected in there as well. Keep your eyes on the Lord as well. You know, we all need to stay connected to the Lord. And uh, what greater way but through his word. Amen. And trust in his Holy Spirit to teach me and you this morning. Well, praise the Lord. We're just grateful to God today for another day. And, and um, 
you know, just seeking him and, and just giving him glory for all his faithfulness and his goodness through everything this morning. Um, this morning, we're going to be going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 35, and we're going to be looking at uh, verse 1 through 10 this morning. Um, so we're going to be starting here today. Amen. So but um, I'm going to open up in a word of prayer and touch on a couple of things and we're going to go to the scripture to read. So. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for this time. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your faithfulness and your goodness and your grace and your mercies. We thank you for your love and your joy and your strength and your peace and your comfort. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness, Lord. We thank you for your great love, Father God. Father God, Lord, a love like no other, my God. And we thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you this this morning, Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, for all that you have done and all that you will continue to do, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I just ask you to lead me and guide me through your word this day, Father, as we all come together, Lord, to seek and to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying this morning, Father. We love you. We praise you. We bless you, Father God. In Jesus name. Amen. So this morning, I want to talk a couple about a couple things this morning, and I'll, we're going to be, and, and we'll go there in a bit. I'll let you know when we're going there to Isaiah 35, but you can turn your Bibles there and be ready, and then I'll let you know when we're going to read it. But we're going to be, you know, looking at a couple things today. So one of the things that's amazing is that where we're at today as a people, as, as in the world today, it's, it's something that we wouldn't imagine would either happen in our time or wouldn't even happen the way it's happening today. It's, it's just kind of like, I mean, what do you do in this situation? It's like, it's one of those things we got to all learn along the way. We're all learning how to, to deal with it. Um, governments and our leaders are trying to figure out how to, you know, how to, what to do, decisions to make. You know, they're trying to come up with a vaccine. Um, you know, so they put all these different things into place that we've kind of just had to learn along the way. But not only that, we've had some history, you know, since this, this happened before, similar. And uh, and so they're taking a lot of those precautions, a lot of things they did back then. And well, praise the Lord, it's still working now. Amen. Something so simple, but it's still working today. And it's amazing in life how, you know, you, you plan for certain things and, and you do certain things, but it doesn't necessarily always turn out the way that you wanted to or you planned it out to turn out or how you thought maybe it been and many today could come into a place and say man how did I get here you know how did how did I end up here what what happened you know like you know or or even in a place where you know maybe it's in a good way but also maybe it's in a bad way I believe we've all had those situations in our life that we end up in a place and it's just like man what happened here you know I, I just don't know why I'm here today you know, and, and just life is life. Life will happen. Life is just, you know, it's just those things, you know. Um, but thank God that he's faithful through it all. Amen. Thank God he's faithful through it all. So today I want to talk about basically the, the road to life, you know, the, the road that is in life, the roads that we take, the highways that we take. And, you know, I think about it this way. There's a twilight zone that, you know, there's the settlers and they're going out there and they're traveling from back east and they're coming all the way down to to California because they hear that's where the gold is at and they're trying to get to California. But it's in those times where it's it's older. And I mean, it's taking them months, almost, I think, years to get to California all the way from the East Coast. But they're looking for a better life. But in that life, they've lost some people. 
you know, they don't have all the wagons they had when they started. Many of them are sick. Many of them are ready to give up. Many of them are just like, man, you know. So they set out on a journey, but there was no sure road of how to get through that journey. They didn't know what was going to come along the way, but they knew some things would happen. But because they knew it was going to be a better life, they counted the cost and felt it was worth it. It's worth it to get there. So in this journey, they're on their way, and it's back like in the 1800s. And in this journey, one of the men, they're ready to give up, all of them. And this one man stands up and says, no, give me an opportunity. Let me go and see if I could find some water. Let me just go over the rim over here, over this hillside. And let me, let's, let me just see some things. And so what this man does is he leaves his family and he leaves everybody behind. He says, let me just go check it out. And as he comes over the rim, all of a sudden he sees something he's never seen before. And he's looking at this thing, and he's like, what is this? What, what, where am I? And he sees these poles, and they got lines on them and everything like that. And all of a sudden, he goes, and he looks. And what it is, it's a highway. It's a road. And somehow, he went from going from one place, he went over the rim, and all of a sudden, he's about 100 years in the future. And now there's a road, and he's looking at this. He's never seen this before, and he comes up to the road, and all of a sudden he sees this thing coming, and he don't know what it is, and he's looking at it, and he moves out of the way right before he hits him. He thinks it's a monster. But what it really was, it was a truck. It was a semi-truck. But he had never seen it before. See, there was a road in the middle of a desert that this man did not know was there because it wasn't there in his time. A hundred years before, those roads were not in place. And who would have ever thought that man, that family would ever imagine that there would be a road that he wouldn't have had to go to the desert the way he did? That a hundred years later, there would be a road that they can look at and say, oh, if I get on this road and take it all the way down, I'll be all right. And this is how long it'll take me to get there. I love road trips because it's amazing when you can plan it out. When you can estimate the amount of time that it may take you and the roads, I thank God for roads today. I thank God for these highways. I thank God for the interstates. You know, you got the Interstate 5, we'll take you here, we'll take you there. You know if you get on that interstate, it's going to take you to where you need to go. You can plan that trip. Imagine a time that they didn't have those roads. They didn't have those highways. We're a blessed people today. <laughs> but if you live in Southern California like we do, well, you'll know that it's a lot easier to be out on the highway on our way to Utah or on our way to, to you know, Seattle or our way to wherever we're going, Arizona. It's a lot easier when you get out to that middle highway and there's only it comes down to two lanes, but it, that, those two lanes are smooth, man. You just drive all the way through. You're going, you're like, man, I didn't even know I was going 120. <laughs> but be careful, the highway patrol will. <laughs> but it's nice. But when you're here in the city, it's like, 
man, you don't know what the road is going to hold up. It could be a Sunday afternoon. It could be a Sunday morning. It could be a Friday night. It could be all of a sudden. I remember going home. We lived in L.A. every time. And it's like, I'm about to go home. We're like, yes, we can just go home, just get there. And it would be about an hour because there was a traffic. Something happened. Traffic would back up. They shut down the freeway. And you're like, man, it's 10 o'clock at night. What is going on? I thought I had a smooth ride here. You know, and we live in a city where they're always working on a road. And thank God for that. You know, I thank God for that because there are some pretty bumpy roads out there. But we, you know, right here in Montebello, we got a couple of roads they're working on. And it's like, man, I'm trying to do everything I can to avoid that road because I can't, you know, it's just, it's too crazy. A part of the freeway on the 10 freeway that I don't like to drive on. I try to avoid it because when you drive on it, right when you're going past the Staples Center, before the Staples Center, it sounds like you're driving on metal. <laughs> there are just some roads that we look to avoid in our lives. There's just some highways that we would rather just not take. You might not want to go through a neighborhood because you're like, man, I don't know about that neighborhood. Whether good or bad, you might not want to go to a neighborhood because you think it's a bad neighborhood. But then you might not want to go through a good neighborhood because they're going to say, what are you doing here? <laughs> and there's many times that we're trying to watch out with these roads. But what I love about roads and highways is, is they were put there for me and you so we can get to our destination a lot easier and sooner and have a more definite, accurate time or at least knowing that we can get to that destination. That's what the highways were put there for. That's what the roads are put there for. And see, today in life, we're on many roads. There's many roads today. But there's only one road. There's only one way that leads to heaven. There's only one highway to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ. And what I want to talk about today is that highway to heaven. What I want to talk about today is what kind of road this is. What kind of highway this is. And this actually resonated in my heart by something my wife said about how the Lord goes before us and he goes with us. And I never really thought about it. We're going to touch on that a little bit, but it was something that you said to me that really just like, wow, I never saw it that way. I was like, wow, that's amazing. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 35, and we're going to read this, and we'll go ahead and turn there. So we're going to start Isaiah chapter 35, and we're going to start in verse 1. It says, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands 
and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Let me encourage you this morning, be strong and fear not. Know that God is in control today. Know that God is faithful. Know that God will continue to do all that he's doing today, and he is faithful to accomplish that work today. So be strong and fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. He is our Savior today. And as we trust the Lord, as we choose to be strong and fear not in the Lord, verse 5 says, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Do you want to see today? Do you want to hear today? Then continue to trust the Lord. Continue to know who your strength is in. Continue to know who your God is. And continue to know that he is sovereign and he is Lord above all. And as we focus on the Lord and keep our eyes on the Lord, then we will start to be able to see how faithful he is. Then we'll be able to hear all that he speaks to me and you and what he is saying in these days and these times. And not only that, in verse 6, it says, Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy, for waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Hallelujah. Imagine this. You all of a sudden are able to see. You're all of a sudden able to hear. And all of a sudden, all you can do is jump and shout for joy. Because God is faithful. Because God is so good. And because all of a sudden you're not hearing this, you're not seeing that. No, now you're seeing the Lord. And he brings great joy. And in this portion of scripture is referring to the salvation of the Lord. It's like when we come, when we came to know the Lord. And we were blind and we couldn't see, we couldn't hear until we came to know God. And we were able to recognize he is our salvation. He is our Savior. And it brought a great joy that we were able to rise up and know, God, you are so faithful. But even in this time today, we could still become very discouraged. But this is where we need to keep our eyes on the Lord and know that he is faithful and true. It says in verse 7, The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water, and the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. He's talking to the children of Israel, but he's also talking to me and you today. He's talking to this world today where it doesn't look like there's a way. But there's always a way in the Lord. 
When it doesn't look, when everything looks like, well, I can't go here, I can't go there, where can I go? It's like that man that went over the rim and all of a sudden discovered there is a road in the wilderness, there's a road in the desert, there is a highway that he did not even know existed yet. So imagine there was a time where they didn't know about Jesus yet. They didn't know. They heard about the Messiah. He was spoken about. He was seen at times. But they didn't know that the Lord was about to make a way in the deserts. A greater way than the children of Israel saw. And it's amazing when you find a place and you're on a trip or you're going somewhere and you're stuck in the traffic and you're stuck in a place or just whatever it may be. And all of a sudden you find that road, that side street. That's why I like ways. <laughs> it gives you that little place and you're like, wow, I could go this way. It took a little bit longer. But at least I wasn't just sitting there stuck in traffic. <laughs> Well, God was about ready to make a way for them. And that was through Jesus. And today that way is still available. But let me encourage you today. Don't let what's going on bring that fear in. You continue to know who your God is. And believe me, God has already made a way because he is the way. There's always a way. Because he is that way. So just know that the Lord, he is the God that saves. He is the God that delivers. He is the God that heals. He's a God that is faithful and true. And we might not be able to see it. We may have our hard times hearing it. but doesn't change the fact that our God is still faithful. But these are our key verses here, and it's right here in verse 8 through 10. It says, And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, it shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and a sign shall flee away. Now I'm going to read a couple of other versions here that I have. And the New Living Translation version says, And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. 
Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter into Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Now another version in the voice says this, verse 8, And the road to this happy renovation will be clearly signed. People will declare the way itself to be the holy, holy the route, sacred. Only those who are right with God will be able to walk it pleasant, its pleasant path. And nobody, no visitor, no dimwit will get lost along it. There's a word. There will be no lions lying in wait. No predators or dangers in sight. Only those made right with God will journey there. Those whom the Eternal One has recalled from a punishing exile, they will go along so easily, they will walk this path, come waltzing to Zion, singing their way to that place of right relation to God. An aura of joy never-ending will attend them. They will clasp gladness and joy to their hearts, while sadness and despair evaporate into thin air. Oh, praise the Lord for that. Amen. See, whenever you prepare for a journey, you also got to prepare for what may come with that journey. A couple years ago, we took a road trip and we went through five different states on our way up to Seattle. But we went the long way. We wanted to take the scenic route. <laughs> but it was a little nerve wracking because it was winter time. And one of my fears was that I didn't want to hit snow. And then one of my other fears was I was being cheap. I didn't want to have to buy chains for, for snow that I was only going to need once. <laughs> and so I had to take in a lot of different areas to see, okay, well, we can take these routes, but... You know, we're going to have to go here and everywhere we're going to end up. But I wanted to stay on one highway. And that highway was going to lead us all the way to our main destination, which was Seattle, Washington. But along that road, we had many beautiful scenery. We had many things that, wow, you know, according to how we planned it out, according to how it was set, it was beautiful. But there was some areas that... It got a little shaky there. There were some areas that it became so high in elevation that we became dizzy. We were not used to the altitude. We had to pull over because we were so, it was just too much. The air was too thin. We weren't ready for it. We had other times that we would see these dark clouds. It was like, oh man, it looks like it's going to snow. We had times that we were driving and all of a sudden you see those signs that you usually see tuned to AM something so-and-so. And usually they're never on, but they were on. <laughs> I'm like, go over there. I got to find out what's going on. There was a time that my wife was driving and we went up into this high mountain. And all of a sudden we, walked, we went into a fog, couldn't see anything. All we could do is just keep driving <laughs> until we come out of it. And there was all these little obstacles that came across the way on this road. But what kept us through that is, is the fact that we knew, but yet I know that this road, this highway that we planned out, that we know is going to take us as long as we don't have to get off this highway, we know that we're still going to get to the destination because the destination is still going to be there. 
And the road was made, that highway was made, to get to that destination. And not only that one, other ones, but the destination we were going, we knew we were going to get there. So no matter what we saw, or no matter how crazy it might have got, because it was just, you know, we're from Southern California, it's different out in some of those areas. And we were just like, oh man, this is like, this is different. But we knew that as long as we stay on this road, we're going to get to the destination. And we did. But see, we had a plan. We had a look. And we had to see what kind of road this was going to be. I had other options to go through different mountains. And I said, I don't know. I don't know about that road. No, let's just stay on the main highway. Let's stay on that interstate. Coming back was a lot easier. We just took the five all the way down. (laughs) Let's just go straight. (laughs) But one of the things we were talking about the other day was the way of holiness. The way of holiness, that highway to heaven. It's a holy road. See, God didn't do and send his son just to send him. No, he sent him with a purpose. That was to redeem, to save a people who were separated from God. Because God is holy. And we cannot come to a holy God in a sinful state. So God made a way through his son, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. He made a way through him, the one who paid the price, who was sinless. The one who is that holy way, that holy road today. And the one who leads to God the Father. But he's still a holy road. When it says, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. While the way is a road, a distance, a journey, a manner, a course of life, or a course of even moral character. Our ways and how we are, they change over time. But he's talking about here the way of holiness. Holiness, consecrated, dedicated, hollowed, sanctified, set apart. So the way of holiness is a way to live a life set apart, sanctified and consecrated and set aside for the work of the master. Set aside for a specific use, for a a specific reason. See, God didn't just call me and you, didn't call, does not save us just to save me and you. No, he saves us because there is a purpose in our lives that he has predestined in our hearts. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. 
He saved me and you with a purpose. He tells Jeremiah, I chose you from the foundations of the world. I called you. Esther was told, how do you know you weren't called for such a time as this? See, the Lord has a reason and a plan and a purpose for why he saved me and you. Yes, this is to glorify him, to praise him, to bless him, but also to live for him, to serve him, and to walk in that way of holiness. Those that are set apart, those who know who their God is, those who know the higher calling. Those who recognize, yes, I'm in the situation, but yet I'm still set apart for the Lord's purpose, for the Lord's glory. And many times we forget about that holy road, the way of holiness. Jesus is the way, but he is the way of holiness, a life set apart. He says, the unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. The redeemed to be bought back. Verse 10, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Ransom to be redeemed, to be rescued. Let me encourage you today. Don't worry. I mean, I know it's a bit hard because you say, well, that's a hard road to walk on. Yes, of course. That's why we needed Jesus. See, it doesn't say that we need to walk in this way of holiness and our own merit, our own goodness. No, he says to walk in the way of holiness, it's walking in Jesus. I'm only redeemed and rescued today because of my faith in Jesus. We can only be saved today because of our faith and confession of what Jesus has done for me and you today. It is possible to walk in the way of holiness because he has given us forgiveness. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us of all unrighteousness. Oh, hallelujah for that today. Because even when I am fallen short, even when I was messed up, and even when I got time today being messed up, but thank you, Lord, for that word, that if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to purify me of all unrighteousness. We are holy in him because he is holy. And therefore, since we are holy in him, he is accepted of God the Father. Therefore, we are accepted in God the Father. Have you ever thought about this highway? Have you ever thought about this holy way? 
See, he didn't just make the way and make the road. He didn't make the way holy so me and you can walk on it unclean. No, he made it even though we may be unclean at times, but yet we can come and we can confess and repent of our sins and stay in that holy road because that road is holy. He told Moses, take off your sandals for this holy ground that you are standing on. It's recognized that in this walk, Lord, this is a holy road. Lord, this is a holy way, Lord God. This is the way of holiness, following you, trusting you, Lord Jesus, thanking you, and continuing to walk in that forgiveness and that mercy and in that grace that I have in you, Lord. But never thinking that the world will ever change, never thinking that the path will ever change, it will always be the way of holiness. Because in this way of holiness, there is a destination. There's a destination. It's not just to walk in it, just to walk in it aimlessly. No, there is a destination. But let's look at this scripture here real quick in First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 25. First Peter chapter five, verse thirteen through twenty-five. I'm sorry, it's First Peter chapter five, verse thirteen through twenty-five. Sorry about that. Put the wrong chapter here. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's First Peter chapter one. I'm sorry, you're right. Hold on. May I missed up on this? One second. One second. Sorry about that, guys. Okay, I may have missed this one real quick, guys, but you'll know what I'm talking about here. Okay, yes, it is here. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13 to 25. That was my bad. Forgive me. <laughs> it says here, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you are ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for your sake, for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. 
For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So we must continue to stay sober-minded and recognizing that we are to be holy as he is holy. But again, that holiness is not based upon me and you. It's based upon his holiness. It's based upon believing in what he did for me and you. It's based upon that death and resurrection that was paid for me and you. I put here, it comes down to understanding our destination, the way to get there, and understanding we have been provided all that we need to be to get there. There is a destination, and God provided everything that we need for that destination, and it's all found in Jesus Christ. So don't get down on yourself. Don't allow the thoughts of the enemy to come in and tell you that you're not worthy. And you know what? Many times he may be right, but thank God it's not me that's worthy, but my Lord Jesus is worthy. And because my faith is in him, I am holy in him because he is holy. Therefore, he has sanctified me and made you and me holy in him. But it's my responsibility to recognize that I can't just walk this walk how I want to walk it. No, I got to walk this walk and following him and seeking him so he can lead and guide me and direct me in the way of holiness. And when I fall short, I can get back up again and repent and turn from my sins and put my faith in Jesus and receive that forgiveness and continue to walk in the mercy and the grace of the Lord Jesus in that way of holiness. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. It says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. He goes before us and he is a holy God. He goes before us and his word says he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. So we do not need to be afraid in this holy road, in this way of holiness. Because he will not leave me and you. He will not abandon us on that road. He will not abandon us on that highway. Because he is our provision. And let's look at another example here. In Exodus chapter 13. Verse 17 through 22. Let us turn there. It says when Pharaoh let the people go. God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph, Joseph with him. For Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. And they moved on from Succoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. 
And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from the people. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that was the way of holiness because it was God's holiness that led them through that wilderness. And many times in God's holiness, he may not lead you down the road or the way that you think you should go. He may not lead you down the shortcut. He may not lead you down a smooth road, but he may take you the long way. But when you know who your God is, when you know that he is faithful, when you know that he is holy and the way it the way that he takes you is holy that he will provide all the provision that you will need he will take care of you in that desert he will take care of you in that valley he will take care of you in that mountaintop through the fog through the storms when those lights are flashing on the side to turn on to the radio he will give you his word to tell you what to do to comfort you and let you know it's gonna be all right never will i leave you never will i forsake you so so yeah, the way of holiness, and I'm not talking about potholes. No, I'm talking about a holy God who is almighty, who is powerful, who all things are possible. The one who goes before us, the one who goes with us, the one who will never leave us nor forsake us. The beginning and the end, the first and the last, the alpha and the omega. Praise the Lord God because he knows the beginning to the end and he knows how to get me and you to the destination because he is that destination and the only way to get there is through the way of holiness and the only way we're going to continue to get there today is to stay on that way the highway of holiness because there is a destination today there is a destination and that destination is not going anywhere but we got to stay on that highway of holiness. Let's turn to John chapter 14, verse 4 through 6. John chapter 14, verse 4 through 6. And he says, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. We have a greater destination. And that road is not always easy. But it's necessary. Because that's where we see the glory of God. 
that's where the renewing of our mind and the and the transforming of our hearts and our mind become more like him. And it may be a lot longer than we want it to be. Maybe a lot harder than we want it to be. But always remember that in our weaknesses, he is made strong. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. We have all that we need for this life and it is all found in Jesus. And he tells them right before this in verse 1 to 3, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Not only did he become, is he the way, but he also went to make and prepare a place for me and you. And for all those today that will put their faith in the Lord. See, that highway does not talk about us making ourselves right with God. It talks about being right with God. But the only way that we can be right with God the Father is by being right with God the Son. By accepting that forgiveness and confessing him as Lord and believing that he is a son of God and that he died for our sins and that he rose again on the third day. There is a destination, a place prepared for me and you. I put here, there is a purpose, a plan. We all have the provisions we need in Jesus. On this road, it can be long. There could be detours. There can be construction. There could be traffic. We could have vehicle issues. <laughs> no matter what, it still leads to the destination. And the destination will still be there. We can choose to go this way. We don't have to. It has to be a choice that we need to make that we want to take the highway of holiness. Because the way is holy. We will have some issues, but in the end, we will be more like him because that's what it's all about. Jesus is the way. But remember that even in Jesus's walk, the road that he took in obedience unto the father. That road led to rejection. It led to unbelief. It led to crucifixion. And he learned obedience in the suffering. But he counted it all joy. Because he also knew that that road also led to a resurrection. To an ascension. And it also led to a re it's leading to a return. Amen? Amen. And along that road of holiness. Oh, that holiness changed lives. It saved people, healed people, delivered people, raised the dead, taught, and leads us to be more like Jesus. 
Oh, so even though the Lord Jesus walked on a road and that road led him to a death, to a brutal death, but in that brutal death, he also knew that that road also led to a resurrection. That road also led to an ascension and that road also leads to a return. But not only that, in that road, he says, I will pray to the Father that he will send a helper to comforter to come and live and dwell in you to all who put their faith in him and thank you Lord because the Bible says that he has sealed me and you with the promise of his Holy Spirit the guarantee of our salvation today so let me encourage you today don't get off the road don't take a detour don't exit don't get frustrated stay on the way of holiness because know that through the way of holiness through the rejection, through the neglect, through the sickness, through the fears, through the doubts, through the circumstances, through everything that goes on, as long as we stay in the way of holiness on the highway to heaven, he has enough and has given us all that we need to get there because he's given us Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him so all things are possible today because it's all found in Jesus Christ he is faithful to get me and you there because he paid it all the Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places today seated in heavenly places that means he sees me and you there already but do we see ourselves there today already? See, because if we see ourselves there already, then we're not going to allow what happens along that road to stop us from remembering. But Lord, I know there is a great destination. And I know that as long as I stay on this highway, Lord, it's going to get me to that destination because you've already made all the provision for me in Jesus Christ. And not only that, You've given us a helper, the one who has the mind of Christ, that when there comes some detours and there's some construction and there's some other areas, that helper will give us the direction that we need to stay on that highway and getting to that destination. But don't be like me. That when I'm driving and let these trying to give me directions and tell me to go one way, and I call her a backseat driver. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. There's some other areas and streets that she knows better than I do. And many times I got to stop pride from kicking in and take heed a little bit and take some instruction because she can also help me through it. And see, many times the Holy Spirit is trying to give us some instruction and direction and say, hey, why don't you go this way? Don't go that way. And we're like, no, no, I got this. I know where I'm going. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're sitting in traffic. The road's closed. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, man, this is not even a through street. <laughs> and many times we could be like that with the Holy Spirit. We can be like that with the word of God. We can be like that in this highway to heaven. 
It's a holy highway. But we have a holy God. We have a holy savior. And we have a holy spirit. Who can get us there. And in Christ. We're already there. And today, this hope is still available for all who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ today. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. It's about a relationship with God the Father through his son, his son, Jesus Christ, kept by the Holy Spirit. It's about acknowledging all that he's done for us. So I encourage you, stay on the way of holiness, the highway of holiness. But also acknowledge and recognize this is a holy highway. I can't go down this way any way that I feel like it or I want to. No, I got to always go down this highway of holiness in reverence and fear and trembling, knowing that he is a holy God. And this destination is a holy place. <laughs> but in that, what it'll do is it'll remind me and you of our need to walk in repentance, to walk in the mercy of God, and to walk in the grace of God, because he's given us all that we need to live for him and to do what he's called us to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father God. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you, Father God, for Lord, your faithfulness, God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you made a way when there was no other way, Lord. Lord Jesus, you made a way in the wilderness where there was no way, my God. And Father God, many of us were like that man and those people in the desert, Lord. Where Father God, we're just kind of at their wits end, Lord, just done. Just, you know, whether things were going right or they weren't going right, whatever it was, but Lord, Somehow, some way, you drew us to you and we stumbled upon the way of holiness. And Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. Because Lord, before that, we were, we were just walking aimlessly, wandering. Yeah, we had destinations, but Lord, they were temporary destinations. Temporary places, Lord God. And Father God, that's good to have those things in those places. But Lord, again, they're temporary. But Lord, this highway to holiness doesn't lead to a temporary place. It leads to eternity. An eternal dwelling with you in your presence, in your holiness, Father. And Father, we are just so grateful today for that, my God. Father God, help us to acknowledge and and teach us, Lord God, the way of holiness, my God. Father God, in this life, Lord God, that, Lord, we would be those that are set apart for your purpose to be consecrated, Lord, to live in this world, but not to be of this world, my God. And Father God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it's your Holy Spirit working in us, Lord. It's your word, my God, working in us, Father God. And even though, Father God, on this road and in this highway, Lord God, Father, we find so many shortcomings within ourselves, so many issues within ourselves, my God. But Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, 
that you are always there, my God, to remind us of your great love. And the reason why that highway to holiness is there today, Lord God, is because of your love for us, my Lord, your love for humanity, Father. As your word says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, you've made salvation available for everyone, Lord, who calls upon the name of the Lord. And Lord, it's just by faith in you and believing what you've done for us, Lord. And believing in that love that you have for us, Lord. Father, today we ask you to touch the hearts of many today that are just wandering that are lost, that, Lord, are just in a place today, Father God, where they're just fed up, Lord. They may have all the riches of the world, but deep inside they're empty, they're hollow, they're missing something. And that something is not a something, but it's a someone, and that is you, Lord. The peace that only you can give, Lord. The wholeness that we can only find in you, Lord. Father, today many are tired, many are restless, Lord. Many are overwhelmed today, Lord, by all that is going on today, Lord God. But Father, today in the name of Jesus, we ask you today, Father God, to help us, Lord, to be strong, to fear not, my God. But Lord, to know, my God, that you are faithful, Lord God, to bring us through. That you are faithful, my God. Lord, you are the healer. You are the deliverer, Lord. You are salvation, my Lord. You are everything that we need, my God. And in that, my God, help us to see. Help us to hear, my God. And in that, my Lord, help us, Father, to continually praise you, my God. With all that is within us, O oh Lord. And to be reminded, Father God. That this highway of holiness is holy because you are holy. And that we would walk and live according to your word by your spirit, Lord, and allow you to continue to work in us, Lord, to be more like you. Because, Lord Jesus, that's what it's all about. And though it may take us a lifetime, Lord. But Father, thank you that this lifetime is not all there is, Lord, because, Lord, there's also an eternity. And Father God, we can rejoice today knowing that, Lord Jesus, you are faithful. Father God, as you have prepared a place for us, Lord. Father, thank you that there is a way and that is in Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you this day, Lord God. Father God, recognizing that wherever we go, Lord God, as we say you go before us and you go with us, Lord, that's a holy way, Father. That holiness has gone before us and is behind us. It has us. It's, your holiness is in us, Lord. So therefore, Father God, all the provisions are there, my God. Your glory is there. Your power, Lord, your strength, your word, my God. All that you are is there. And Lord, in that we can have peace and joy in confidence and boldness, Lord God, that Father God will get to that destination, Lord. And Father, the greatest destination, Lord, is to be with you in all eternity and to rejoice that our names can be found and written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
and that others today, Father God, that too can also come to know you, that they may be with you forever, my Lord. Father, draw, Father, those that don't know you today. Draw those that are backslidden. Draw those, my God, that have been hurt, my God. But Lord, let them know you and see you, Lord, and hear you, that they may know your great love for them, Father. As we, Lord, know the love of God that you have for us, Lord. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you, Father God, and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Father. And we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Father, as you continue to lead and guide and direct us in all that we do this day, Father God. And Father God, for every prayer request today, Lord, I lift up every brother and sister in Christ to you this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you this day that by your spirit, Lord, you would raise us up by your spirit, my God, to walk in the boldness and the confidence that is in you, Lord God. That, Father God, we would continue to declare your word, continue to believe your word, my God, and continue, Lord Jesus, to know, my God, that you are faithful. That, Lord Jesus, that we would know, Lord, as we call on you today, my God, we ask you to heal our land, to heal, your, heal the people, my God, heal the nation my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, you are the cure. You are the answer, Father God, to sin. You are the answer to salvation, to healing, to deliverance, to restoration, reconciliation, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you this day that Lord, sovereign Lord, that you would outstretch your hand, Lord, to save, to heal, to deliver, Father God. Father God, that we would not be afraid, Lord God, to speak and to pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. And to believe and know, my God, that it is your hand, my God, that out extends out to Father God, those, my God, today. And that, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you would rise those up today that are lame. That you would, Father, open up the ears of the deaf. That you would open up the eyes of the blind, my God. That, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you would heal, my God, and clear up those lungs that need to be cleared up, Father God. That those those breath passes, those breathways, my God, those airways would be open in the name of Jesus, that those fluids would be dried up in the name of Jesus, and those airways would be cleared up in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, that Father in Jesus' name, those coughs, Father God, will be cleared up in the name of Jesus, my God, that that blood count, Father God, would be brought back to normal, my God, that Father, those sugar levels, my God, in the the name of Jesus will be brought back down in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that Father, in the name of Jesus, those migraines in the name of Jesus, my God, that the blood will flow the proper way it needs to, my God, and that in the name of Jesus, Lord God, whatever is causing these migraines, Lord God, will be lifted in the name of Jesus Christ, my God, for you are the healer in the name of Jesus, my God. God, Father, in Jesus' name, 
Thank you, Father God, for your healing this morning. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, as you outstretch your hand in the name of Jesus, as we recognize and acknowledge, Lord God, that all things are possible for you, my God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that you would deliver those that are bound, my God, by spiritual oppression this morning, by depression, by anxiety, by stress, by weriness, by demonic possession, my God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak deliverance in Jesus' name, Lord God, that those that are bound up, that those chains will be loosened today in the name of Jesus, my God, that that spirit of suicide, Lord God, those suicidal thoughts, Lord God, those anxious thoughts, my God, in the name of Jesus, they may be loosened today in the name of Jesus Christ for we speak life into your children into the people today my God in Jesus name Lord God oh we thank you Lord in the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus and father there is life in the name of Jesus Oh, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, stir up your people to prophesy. Stir up your people to start to speak life. Stir up your people, my God, to start to declare healing and salvation and deliverance, my God. Oh, that there would be a shaking up, that there would be a change in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, stir us up by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the power of your name. Oh, in the name of Jesus, for we know that your presence is great, my God. In the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, we thank you, Father God, for your wisdom, for your instruction, oh, for your discernment today. In the name of Jesus Christ, that we would resist the devil as we submit unto you. And your word says that he shall flee in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank you this morning for your provision in the finances. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you are providing for your people this day. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, let Father God those see your glory today, Father, in the area of their finances. Father, in the name of Jesus, all things are possible for you. And Lord Jesus, you provide, Lord God. You've already made provision because it's all found in you, my God. Oh, in Jesus' name, Lord God, help us to continue to trust you. Help us, Father God, to continue to worship you and praise you with all that is within us, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you hear us this morning. We thank you that you've answered us according to your will and your purpose, Lord. That is our desire. Your will be done, not our will be done, my God. All for your glory, my God. Oh, we praise you this morning. We glorify you this morning, Lord God. We thank you this morning, Father God. We thank you for the words that are going forth. We thank you, Lord, for the life that has been spoken, my God. We thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, Father, for bringing us out of discouragement and fear. 
We thank you, Lord, for settling our hearts and our minds this morning. As your word says, do not be anxious for anything, but by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds. And you are Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are Prince of Peace this morning. We thank you, Father God. But Lord, we ask you to help us, Lord. To live a life in order because in that order in you, Lord God, we can know and have confidence that we have all the provisions we need, Lord. And Father, in that, Lord, that we could be obedient. That, Lord Jesus, we would be repentant, Lord. And that, Father God, we would trust you with our lives and in our hearts, Lord, and with our family members, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the highway to heaven, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that highway of holiness, Lord God. But we thank you that we don't have to wait to get to heaven today, Lord God. We can celebrate and worship you now, Lord, recognizing that in you, Lord, we're already there, my God. Lord, we thank you this morning, Father God. Oh, we praise you this morning, Lord. Minister to your people this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Help us to see and to hear you, Lord, this morning. That, Father God, we can know what is of you and what is not of you. Those things that need to change within our lives, Lord God, or Father God, Lord, help us, Lord. And maybe those areas that, my God, you have been speaking to us, Lord. But, Lord, we're like I am many times, Lord God, when my wife tries to give me directions, Father I'm become very prideful or I just, Lord, I already know the way. Father, but we do that with you, Lord God. We're not willing to listen to you. We're not willing to heed to your voice, Lord, because we think we know it already. Well, I've heard this already. I've known that already. But Lord, there's a reason and a purpose why you're speaking it again today. Because we needed to hear it again. We needed to be reminded again. Because Lord Jesus, that's where the refreshing is at, Lord. A fresh word. A word that is alive, Lord God. And Lord, no matter how many times we hear it, Lord God, we know each time gives us life. Because our life is in you, Lord. So, Father, this morning, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for the lame that is walking. We thank you for the deaf that are hearing. Thank you for the blind that are seeing. We thank you, Lord, for those headaches and migraines, Father, going away. We thank you for the healing internally in the body and every internal organ, my God, and the hips. Father God, in the back, the spine. Father God, in the lungs, Lord Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your healing this morning. We thank you for the deliverance of bondage from sin, bondage, Father God, Lord, of oppression and possession. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for salvation this morning. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that today, my Lord, for all those that call upon the name of the Lord and are saved today, we thank you for them today, Lord. 
Oh, Lord, fill them by your spirit, Lord, that, Father God, they could follow you all the days of their life, my God. We thank you this morning, Lord. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. And we give you all the honor, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let's continue on that highway to heaven by staying on the highway of holiness. And that is by staying in Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. He's faithful to bring me and you and get us through. And no matter what's going on right now in this world, it's real. But just know that our God is greater. And we may not understand this this bumpy road, and we may not understand the things that are going on all around us and even within us in our own homes. But just know that our God is faithful to bring us through. Don't forget to tell others, if you gave your life to the Lord and you didn't know the Lord, share with somebody that you gave your life to the Lord. Let us know. Share with somebody the testimony. Share with somebody how God has been so good to you. Because God gets the glory. And it's all to bring him glory, but also that others may come to know him too. And have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus. Drawn by the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll see you guys again on Wednesday for Bible study. Thank you for joining us this morning. You have a blessed, wonderful day today. And we love and we miss you guys. And we'll see you soon. God bless you.